0: Little follow up on one of Craig's announcements regarding bottle drop. So, yeah, as, as he mentioned, Emma Shea McConnell, who normally handles all of that, is visiting family in Hungary for two months. Before she left, she gave me all the instructions. <laughs> so I, I'm like trying to figure it out, remember everything. This week, though, I was able to successfully redeem, uh, bottles. Check this out. For two hundred dollars, I got two hundred dollars, and lately, with everything that's going on with the economy and different things, all that, our orders from Oregon Food Bank have been limited. Even if we, we, especially protein, we didn't get, we haven't been getting much meat. So I went to uh, grocery outlet, bargain market. And bought $200 worth of meat to stock our fridges with on Thursday. It was such a fun blessing thing. So keep those cans and bottles coming, kids. It's fun. But I'm going to just really encourage you to take a green bag with you and put them in the green bag. If you bring them in a black bag or another bag, that's fine. Except that somebody then (laughs) has to get them out of that bag and into a green bag. That's the only way we can take them in a bottle drop. But it was a good deal. So thank you. We are. As on the screen there, talking about love, uh, marching on in our, our uh, series in the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, nine weeks on love, by the time we're done, you guys just call me the love doctor, or not, okay. no, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, I couldn't resist, but we are winding down, so series, uh, we're, we're coming near the end of this passage, so I believe we will finish up next week. Uh, and then move on to something else, which I cannot tell you what that will be. It's a surprise, and I don't want to spoil the surprise. But it'll be fun, okay? Promise. So uh, last week we said that love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. Doesn't delight in evil? Rejoices with the truth. Uh, the key to the statement there is that uh, truth exists not just in word, but indeed, truth exists in action, in life, how we live our lives out. Uh, And really, we live in truth when we honor God's determination that every person is a child of God, that every person is deeply loved, that every person is of immeasurable value, that every person is someone that Jesus willingly gave his life for. Uh, Truth dictates that I honor that. And, and that I I treat people as such, uh, and not and and not just people I like, or not just people like me, or not just people I agree, agree with, but all people, uh, foreigners, immigrants, gay people, Republicans, everybody. Nobody laughed. that was a nobody laughs at my jokes. I, I I snuck that in there. Nobody even laughed at me. Courtesy left. Thank you. Today, uh, one verse again, and bonus today. I am I'm reading this morning's verse from RS, uh, the NRSV, New Revised Standard Version. We don't normally use that version, but I looked at the text in different versions, and I like that one. And it's my sermon, so I can do what I want. Uh, so our text and our title are the same this morning. Boop. Oh, right in the note. Boop, and it went love bears all things, believes all things, as Craig mentioned earlier, hopes all things, and endures all things. Let's uh, let's pray. Father, thanks for today, beauty of creation. Thanks for the generosity of, of folks and the ability to take something that we would discard and use it to, to bring life and sustenance to others. Thank you for your word. Uh, we we just rejoice in your word today, and I I just sense this theme of hope this morning, and we really do. We pray that hope would be instilled in the hearts of your people today in a fresh way. Anyone that's uh, here or hears us today that's uh, lacking in hope, that you would fill their heart with the hope that comes uh, from your Holy Spirit in your name. We pray, Amen. Think with me for a minute back over the course of your life. Maybe it was you're a kid. Growing up and, uh, you know, you do uh, fun memories, family vacations or camping trips or whatever. Maybe you went to Disneyland once when you were a kid. Um, or, or or maybe you didn't have those things. Maybe your childhood was boring. Maybe it wasn't so fun. I don't know. But in any case, stuff happened. We live life and those days are gone. Things that, It goes by and you can't regain that. You can't get it back. Um I don't know if you've noticed this. There seems to be a theme in a lot of movies and, and uh, television shows and stuff coming out right now about time travel. Have you noticed that? Time travel is like a big thing. We Donna and I watched this Netflix series recently uh, about the Pira Palace. I believe it was a Turkish series. I don't know how we got on it. But in in the in the uh, in the show, there's a reporter and she's assigned to do an article on this famous hotel, and so she goes there and meets the manager, and he says, oh, we've arranged for you to spend the night. You can stay a night and enjoy the beauty of our hotel. And what she doesn't know is that there's a portal in this room, and you go back in time in the hotel, and she goes back in time and ends up uh, helping to stop an assassination of a government official that obviously she knew about historically, but nobody else knew about all that to say that life doesn't work that way. There is no time travel. We can't go back. Uh, I haven't found a portal. Sometimes when we're young, you know, you have you have dreams of what your life will be like, and you think about uh, your family and and your your career goals, whatever. Maybe some of that happened for you. Probably, realistically, for most of us, it didn't. We have dreams when we're kids, and uh, things don't work out that way, and we end up doing something completely different uh, because let's be honest, the ideal life doesn't exist. It's just not out there. Uh, stuff happens. Stuff happens and interrupts the course of the ideal life. We don't always get to choose everything that happens to us. We, we do get to choose how we respond to what happens, and that's that's a positive, and that's where, you know, there's a benefit to that, and some responsibility comes on us. What are we going to do about it? Um, but we don't get to choose what happens, and So over the course of life, the reality is this. Good, bad, or otherwise, love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things, and love endures all things. It it believes and hopes. It looks ahead. Love looks forward into the future and says, yes, there's, there's some, I believe and I hope that this could happen. You know, again, maybe as a small child, there's a, maybe a little girl is six or seven, and the teacher says, what do you want to be when you grow up? She says, I want to be an astronaut. And so maybe, just maybe, that little girl grows up to be an astronaut, and her hopes and dreams are fulfilled. Um, but at the, at the same time, love bears and endures all things. Uh, it bears and endures things that don't happen, things that don't work out the way that we plan. It bears and endures the times that we go through when life is hard. L- love lives in tension. There's a tension between those things. Uh, some examples of that. Uh, th- think about it for a minute. Most of us, we love our families, and we look we look forward to holiday gatherings and get-togethers and special occasions, and and yet at the same time, those very same times can be uh, hard, they can be stressful, they can be overwhelming, they, there's friction and tension that develops in family life over the course of time, and maybe the, the, we hope and believe, but we also have to bear and endure. You think about our own lives. We, as people, I think most of us, we strive to, we want to grow, we want to learn, we want to Develop. We want to mature. We want to be better in life. Those that we have goals that we, that we establish for ourselves. But at the same time, we find it necessary to really learn to accept who we are today and to love ourselves as we are and to be willing to say, this is who I am. I, I hope to become something else and something more, but who I am today is who I am today. And, and I, I accept that as a christian and and as a especially maybe as a spirit filled christian um we might have a loved one who is sick who is diagnosed with a terminal illness and 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 uh so we pray and and we we ask god to bring healing into that person's life and we might even say it's a lack of faith on my part if i don't believe that god really can touch my loved one and bring healing to them. But at the same time, as we're doing that, concurrently, while we hope and believe for the best, we bear and endure the sickness that they're in at that moment. There's an interesting uh, structure to the way this verse works. If you go to the next slide for me, it's kind of... Uh, go back one. There it is. It's A-B-B-A. So if you look at bears and endures our first and last, uh, and they kind of go together together. Believes and hopes are in the middle, and they they kind of go, go together. Um, there's, it's not a competition; they work together, and really, for love to be complete, both are necessary. Love believes and hopes because it bears and endures. We're we're, we, we're able to go through challenging times with the hope that there's more ahead, and really, vice versa. I want to look at an example that's uh, familiar to all of us, and you can go ahead and go to the next slide now. So John 3.16, this is a verse that probably most of us are familiar with. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16, I I would say pretty much without question, the most well-known verse in Scripture. Uh, really, the the gospel in a phrase. It's the you know the gospel message is concisely stated in in one verse. So that's really that's important. That's some good stuff right there. Let me ask you a question: The world that God loved and gave His Son for was it a perfect world? Is it is it a beautiful? harmonious place where there's no strife or tension, where there's no war, there's no violence, there's no hatred, there's no racism, there's no animosity. No, it's not. It's a messy world. It's a sinful world. It's a broken world full of all the stuff that the world's full of. God didn't love the world because it was a perfect place. He loved the world as is. And his love helped move the world towards the ideal in bearing and enduring he he loved the world and moved it towards uh, what it could be. and that really is how this all works. That's the plan. He was able to endure it and bear it because he believed and hoped and And that's how true love works. That's the dynamic of of true love. It doesn't compromise the ideal because of the present-day reality, and it doesn't deny the present-day reality to embrace an unrealized ideal. It's both of those things concurrently. Love lives in the real world today, but it presses on towards the ideal, towards what it can be. Second Corinthians, Paul writes that the love of God compels us. And that's really what he's saying in there. The love of God pushes us to extend ourselves in love right now. And that's how God's love really works in our own hearts. He he loves us as we are right now. God loves you right now, today, as you are. Um, as, as, As messy as messed up as you might be uh, but in doing that we receive god's love and we then in our in our own lives move a little bit towards further towards the ideal that god has for us and in doing that then we become able to then love the brokenness and and the reality the messy world around us, and the people that are in the world around us. Uh, I hope that makes sense. I don't know. Um, John 15, go one more slide for me. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says this, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So Jesus is filled with joy, and he's speaking to the disciples that the joy that he has would that they would be able to embrace that and it would become complete now, so so here's the thing the joy that Jesus has is not just in the end game so if if you've ever done what I do on occasion and you cheat you read ahead to the end the end of the book of Revelation. There's a new heaven and a new earth, and everything is made right, and everybody lives peacefully, and all that other stuff is gone. And there, there really is a place and a time when all people of all all races and ethnicities, every tribe, tribe, tongue, language, every person, they're together in harmony. And, and and what Jesus is saying is not that I I don't have joy just in that. I have joy. Today, right now, in the process, all throughout. I have joy in the midst, midst of the mess. Um, the goal, I believe, of this whole passage of 1 Corinthians 13 is to learn to love in the mid in the midst of the messed up, imperfect, sometimes uh you know, completely just trashed world that we live in. We can learn to love in the midst of all of that, and I believe we can know joy in loving uh, in, in the present day. Believing and hoping doesn't mean that we deny. Uh, believing and hoping doesn't mean we deny or ignore the things. <laughs> be very quiet back there. Things as they are today. The biblical concept of hope is not a wish list. It's not this, I wish this and that and the other thing would happen. It's a confident assurance. It's a belief that these things really will happen, That that and that by loving here and now, I can make a difference and move us together towards that ideal. And this has a lot of implications, if you think about it. it, it and I'll, I'll say this, it begins right here. It, it begins with me, um, and not just me, but you. It be, for you to say me. It begins in us. Um, We can rejoice, we can celebrate that God loves us right now where we are today. Uh, That we we are in Christ as we are today. And you you might say, well, I I have issues. And you might say, if you really knew me, if if you knew the way I really am, you wouldn't say that you might say, the truth is, deep down inside, I'm pretty messed up. And the fact is, the more that we're able to celebrate God's love for us right now in our current condition, the more we're able to move towards the ideal that he has for us, just in embracing and receiving the love he has for us right now. So I would say, embrace the process. Accept and receive the love that God has for you, where you are today. In the vineyard, we used to say, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. And that's really the process. Come and allow the presence of God, the love of God, to fill your heart and and just bask in that and embrace that. And that very process in and of itself will move you into a new place with Him and in life. Faith, Faith is not a gimmick. Faith is not some kind of a a Vulcan mind meld that tries to trick us into believing something that isn't. Um, we don't talk ourselves. That's not what faith is. Faith is is really seeing what God might have for us and embracing that moving forward. I, I, so like, I gotta give you an example. And I don't like to do this, but I, I feel sometimes we need to make it, some distinctions. And I, I know that Jesus loves the whole body of Christ and we love the whole body of Christ. But sometimes, so like the faith movement folks, the, the name it and claim it crowd. The the, the truth is this that they it it falls that falls apart at the point that it hopes and believes, but it doesn't always bear and endure. It's an incomplete picture of of what love really is in that in that dynamic. People will pray for you to get well, but they might not walk beside you while you're sick. And and so it's an incomplete picture. And I hope that doesn't offend anybody to say that. I just feel at times we need to distinguish kind of what the gospel is really saying. And this verse is so powerful to me. It hopes and believes, but it also bears and endures. That's what love is. Faith really is a movement. It's not the faith movement, but it's a movement towards something because what we believe god can do that can happen but it, but at the same time it doesn't deny the reality of where we are today and the, okay so this this is why jesus wins this is why jesus is the man because he was able to do that go to the next slide for me if you will this is jesus in the garden of gethsemane He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. So look, Jesus is in the garden. He knows he's about to be arrested and that he'll go before a mock trial, that he'll be beaten horrifically and ultimately crucified. And at this exact moment, he is stressed out. And he is so stressed out, his blood pressure is so high that he's literally bursting capillaries and sweating blood. That's how stressed out he is. And he is not denying reality and says, God, if you can take this away from me, if there's another way, I'm for it. If there's a way out, if there's an option, if there's any other path but this one, then let's do that. But if there's not, then I'll go. He's willing to lay down his life in love for others, but he's not denying the reality of what that means. And I just, I love that. That's why I believe. Right there. I don't want to do this, God. This is hard. This is hard. Jesus, this is hard. He's not saying, oh, praise God, hallelujah, everything's going to be glorious. No, this sucks, but I'll do it in you. And we know the end. It wasn't God's will to take the cup. He did it, and he walked through it for us. So live now. Live right now. Uh, look, life is messy. Uh, you know, the the world can at times be messed up. It really can. And God loves it anyway. He loves it all right now. He, just, he loves it the way it is with, with all the stuff. And I think he's calling on us to embrace the now. The question is, you know, Can I live passionately, and can I love the way Jesus loved, and can I believe and hope for the best, even in people around me, can I believe and hope the best in them and for them? At the same time, can I bear and endure the hard stuff and the difficult things that life brings me? Because that is, as I'm reading the Scripture, what love really looks like. Okay. Thanks again for listening.